the We Don't Want to Grow Up podcast holiday season (laughs) holiday season podcast (laughs) stop it (laughs) let's see what else we can say what do you think of when I say yeah let's do this um candy corn it no you got to keep going oh then I say what what corn makes me think of well no you got to start making like a full sentence Oh, no, that's not what I was thinking. Yeah, that's what we're doing right now. No, I was thinking, like, what's the first thing you think of when I say this word? Okay. So then how would this work? Like, you say it, I say it, but then then I say it. you give me one. Okay. So candy, corn. And then I say um, banister. Stairs. Hugh Grant. Love Actually. Um, Ornament. Christmas tree. (laughs) Easy way out. (laughs) What would you say? Spider-Man oh, is the correct answer. Very specific. <laughs> or Darth Vader would have been accepted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, or a little mouse in a sock peeking his little mouse face out. Those little mite ornaments from when I was a kid. <laughs> we just decorated our tree. We did, yes. I have a lot of my ornaments from when I was a child. And so it's always super nostalgic to pull those out. Yes. Makes me happy. Mm-hmm. Makes me shed a little tear. A tiny single tear. <laughs> All right. So, we were talking about this the other night when we were watching the movie that we're covering today, and I was wondering if you could see a reboot or a reunion of any nostalgic Christmas movie, what would it be? So, even though we did get Red Nose Day actually, I want a proper full version of Love Actually. I yes. want Love Actually 2, and I know we'd lose out on what happened with Harry and Karen, because we sadly lost Alan Rickman. But I just want to have another one set at Christmas where we see where everybody's at right now. I want it too. I'd go to the theater for that. Uh, Yeah, I would be so excited. I would too. What's yours? So as much as I want another elf, which is what we were watching the other night, I really want a new Home Alone. Now, not I know that they're putting out a new Home Alone again. Are they? Yes. Oh, wait, they did. Kid. I yeah. don't know if it's already out or not. It is. I but forgot about that. I don't want a remake with new characters. I want to see the original McAllisters now. Everyone visiting their mom for Christmas. I know John Hurd, who played Peter, mm-hmm. uh, has since passed away, along with Robert Blossoms, who played Old Man Marley. But it would be really great if they could just come up with some great festive story with all the same people. I am there for that. Like, I'm already thinking that old man Marley, God rest his soul, could be replaced by his son. <gasps> Ooh. And oh, wait, it's his daughter. Oh, no, no. It was, that was his granddaughter. Sorry. Yes. My now, brother. you had a good idea right there. Maybe you replace him with his granddaughter. Or maybe Kevin is now married to his granddaughter. Oh, wow. Look where this story is going. But you have to also bring back the wet bandits. And so now it's like, I want to see adult Kevin yes. going against him. Or Kevin and Old Man Marley's daughter or son going against them. It might have to be against Joe Pesci's son because I think Joe Pesci has recently retired from acting. Oh. I think. That's a bummer. It is a bummer. But maybe he could come out of retirement for this movie. I mean, as long as you have one of them and you have Daniel Stern and then just have like a solid replacement. Yeah. I mean, it would be hard to replace him, but still. 
Yeah, he's almost irreplaceable in these movies. Yeah. So you have to try to talk him out of it. But I just I just want to see it. I want to see it back in that house. I want to see that she's updated some, but some of the elements are still the same. I want to still see red and green in every room. The aesthetic is the same. Yeah. The style is different. Yes. And I don't know. We talked about this because we we did cover Home Alone on our podcast last year. If you're new here, if you haven't listened to that or any of our other Christmas holiday episodes from last year, you should go check them out because they are fun. And we covered a lot of great movies. Scroll, scroll, scroll. Scroll all the way down. Yeah. Maybe skip the first one. But, you know, listen to some others, then go to the first one and enjoy that one with us. Not the first holiday one, but the oh, first yes. episode. The very first ever. Yeah. One. It's a little rough, but, you know, <laughs> it's whatever. But we cover like- I blame you. <laughs> Excuse you. Oh, uh, just kidding. But we cover Gremlins, uh, Home Alone, obviously, A Christmas Story, Christmas Vacation. We talk about all of those Christmas TV specials from the 60s, like Frosty, Rudolph, Charlie Brown, The Grinch. All those classics. Lots of fun. So definitely check those out. But if you listen to that, we did talk about this a little bit about how I never noticed as a kid that everything in that McAllister house is red and green. Other than? Little tiny accents of blue. Oh, you're talking about the counters? The counters are blue. We're not going there again. Listen, it's blue. They're green. (laughs) (laughs) Why would they put blue counters when they've purposefully made a red and green aesthetic? You know they had a limited budget on this movie, okay? (laughs) Okay. Originally, 10 million got extended to 14 million when they sold it over to like, what was it, Fox or something like that. But it's a good memory. Thank you. I don't think there was money in there for a new countertop. Those are really expensive. Okay, a couple grand. Who's got money for that? You're just like, Tom, you made a mistake. It's blue, it's supposed to be green. Close enough, you're going to trick people with this. And you, my dear, have been tricked. You all chime in and let me know what color you think the countertops are in the McAllister kitchen. Oh, they're green. No, they're blue. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's get into the movie. Let's do it. The movie that we're covering this week is none other than Elf. came out in 2003. It's a Christmas comedy that was directed by Jon Favreau and written by David Barenbaum. It's about Buddy, Buddy the Elf, who's actually a human that was raised by Santa's elves in the North Pole. And when he learns the truth about who he really is, he heads out on an adventure to find his biological father in New York City. It's pretty succinct, right? Oh yeah, perfect. (laughs) So this cast, Will Ferrell as Buddy Hobbs, aka Buddy the Elf. James Kahn as Walter Hobbs, who is Buddy's biological father. Zoe Deschanel as Jovi, who's Buddy's co-worker turned love interest. And Mary Steenburgen as Emily Hobbs, who is Walter's wife. Daniel Tay as Michael Hobbs, who is Buddy's younger half-brother. And Bob Newhart as Papa Elf, mm-hmm. Buddy's adopted father and the narrator of the movie. Papa Elf. Papa Elf. Ed Asner, the great late Ed Asner. We lost him in August of this year. Mm, That sucks. It does. But he played Santa Claus. He did. And Faison Love as Wanda, which I never (laughs) knew that that was his name in the movie, but he's the manager of Gimbal's and he's Jovi's boss and Buddy's boss. But I looked him up on IMDb because I was like, Wanda doesn't seem right. And there he's only listed as manager of Gimbal's. Do you know why he's Wanda? No, I don't remember. So originally, Wanda Sykes 
was supposed to play that role. <gasps> That's right. Yeah. Did we learn about that in the movies that made us? We did. Okay. And he wanted to keep that for the movie. That's so right. they kept his name as Wanda on his name tag. Okay. I'm glad you remembered that because yeah. I did not. Then we have Peter Dinklage as Miles Finch, who is a best selling children's author, and Amy Sedaris as Deb, who is Walter Hobbs' secretary. Two great characters. Yes. Michael Lerner as Fulton Greenway, who is Walter's boss. And then Andy Richter as Morris, who's a co-worker of Walter's. Kyle Gass as Eugene Dupree, a co-worker of Walter Hobbs. And Artie Lang as the fake Santa, who is a mall Santa who Buddy gets into an altercation with due to him not being the real Santa. And Artie is sadly no longer with us. John Favreau, or as I like to refer to him, Favs. As Dr. Ben Leonardo, he's the Hobbs family pediatrician and also the, you know, director of the movie. Yes. And Peter Billingsley, Ralphie. Ralphie. <laughs> as Ming Ming, the head elf of Santa's workshop. And he's uncredited. Really? Which is funny because I remember seeing his name. I thought I saw his name like in the credits in the opening of the film, but it says he's uncredited. So I don't know. I really want to go somewhere and understand when and how actors are uncredited in movies. Yeah, I want to understand that too, because I don't, I, I mean, he at this point hadn't done anything major in years. Right. I don't know if it's like they didn't want to take the attention away from the movie by being like, oh, Ralphie from A Christmas Story is in this movie. Right. You know, it's another Christmas movie, but I don't know. Strange. So much intrigue right there. <laughs> so the voice cast, we have Leon Redbone as Leon the Snowman and Ray Harryhausen as the Polar Bear Cub. <laughs> and then John Favreau voiced the baby walrus, Mr. Narwhal, and the Arctic Puffin. I love that Arctic Puffin. That's all uncredited, too. Fun facts are coming your way. Fun facts are coming your way. Fun facts are coming your way. So let's hear them right now. Oh, yes. <laughs> I wish you, you just came up with that off the cuff, didn't you? Off the cuff. I didn't even practice. Can you tell? <laughs> <laughs> all right. So the scene where Buddy eats the different candies and pastries with the spaghetti noodles had to be shot twice because Will Ferrell vomited the first time. <laughs> <laughs> and he also suffered from headaches throughout the filming because he actually ate all the sugary food in the elf food pyramid on camera. I think that's great that he threw up because I was looking at that and I was just like, I wonder if he enjoyed that because I thought about I think about that it. every time. Yeah, I like, know. I, I wonder how good is that? I'm like, I kind of want to make it. Yeah. Like, is that tasty? But if Will Ferrell is throwing up, I think that's an answer. Well, not necessarily because a lot of people like different things. Pasta, syrup, M&Ms, and a bunch of other candies. I could do it, I think, except I wouldn't be able to do it if there was spaghetti sauce on the pasta. Right. But his breakfast did not have spaghetti sauce on it. It was just pasta with all the rest of the stuff. Yeah, I think that would be OK. I mean, depending on how much you had to have of it. I think we need to try it. OK, well, but with the noodles, I was saying this to you while we were watching. I feel like even though it seems weird, I just think of like Chinese food. Like if I get teriyaki chicken or something, mm -hmm. then that's like a sweet sauce on the noodles. I mean, granted, it has a little spice to it, too. So it would be different. But I feel like it would be doable if I, you had to. Right. I, I think like candy with anything is probably doable. Like right. I could probably pop some candy on my steak and figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm imagining now like a steak with like 
melted uh, M&Ms. I was picturing, for some reason, I was picturing like the little mini Cadbury eggs that you get at <laughs> Easter time. <laughs> I don't know why that's what popped in my head. But... All right. There we go. <laughs> so the cotton balls that Buddy eats while he's in the doctor's office are actually cotton candy that had not yet been dyed. Okay, because I wonder about that every time, too. Every single time I see that, I'm like, did he just really eat a cotton ball? Which I wouldn't put past him. No, I believed that he did. So on the final day of shooting in New York City, it was just John Favreau, Will Ferrell, and a cameraman, and they drove around the city looking for locations to shoot. So they would jump out and ask pedestrians if they would be willing to be extras for some quick cash, while Will paraded around acting like Buddy. So... A lot of the montage that we see when Buddy first arrives in New York was filmed then, like when he was getting his shoes shined and jumping between traffic. It's funny when you hear about like the order of filming. Yeah, it's crazy that they did that at the end and crazy that they did it at all. Because I heard like the, the part where they're in the tunnel, like Will was actually in the tunnel and a little scared while he was doing yeah, it. Yeah, that would be too. Yeah. So the design for Santa's workshop, as well as the elf uniforms, comes from, obviously, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer from 1964. Yes. The elf uniforms mirror the ones from the television special. Most of the animals in the North Pole are also designed to look like the same form of the stop-motion animation used in the original Rudolph film. They're able to use this freely because that film is not properly copyrighted. There's an error in the Roman numerals of its copyright notice. I feel terrible for them. I do too. But I mean, here's the thing. I love it because I remember, you know, watching this movie and being so excited that they looked like the elves on Rudolph. It was so much fun. But that does suck for the people who created the original. If there was just a way to give them equity off of this somehow, yeah, you know? Right. Where it's just like, hey, we know that you messed up on your Roman numeral, but we want to give you some cash because we are definitely ripping you off. <laughs> so John Favreau used a remote control to trigger the Jack in the Box toys to get the startled reactions from Will. I can just see <laughs> Will like anticipating. Oh my God. Fav's like, You know he had so much fun with that. Oh, yeah. Fabs, that is, not Will. (laughs) The apartment building where Buddy's dad lives is the same apartment building from the exterior in which Dana Barrett lived in Ghostbusters. Ah, that's fun. So, you know the scene where Buddy and the fake Santa fight? Right. It was filmed in front of a green screen, and all the kids were put onto the green screen and editing. They filmed it separately because the fight had to be filmed all in one take and it was too dangerous to have all the kids there. So I guess it's evident in a moment where Buddy's framed against the kids when he first sees fake Santa. Now I want to go back and watch it. Yeah, I want to as well because I don't remember noticing that, but now I feel like I won't be able to unsee it. Right. So this is disheartening. Plans for Elf 2 were scrapped because Will Ferrell turned down the role. He turned down $29 million. To be in a sequel in 2013. On Watch What Happens Live, he told Andy Cohen when asked about a sequel, absolutely not. I just think it would look slightly pathetic if I tried to squeeze back into the elf tights. Buddy, the middle-aged elf, which I'm there for. The middle-aged elf. I'm there for it too. He already looked like he was 40. He did. He reiterated this position in 2017 in an interview with IGN. 
Favs, though, has not given up hope, saying as recently as 2016, you can play with the narrative structure and you can play with things in a way where you could do a cool version that the fans would like and the people that were involved in it might be so charmed that they'd be involved in some other capacity. Though while appearing on a radio show, James Kahn said we were going to do it. He was talking about a sequel. And I thought, oh my God, I finally have a franchise movie. I can make some money, let my kids go do whatever the hell they want to do. But the director and Will didn't get along very well. Hmm. So Will wanted to do it, but he didn't want the director, Favreau. Oh. And he had it in his contract. It was just one of those things. That makes me so sad. I know. I want to know what their beef is. Like, what's their beef? That's kind of odd because John Favreau and Vince Vaughn are besties, or they were. I don't know if they, I mean, I assume they still are. I don't know. But I think that Vince and Will get along, but maybe right. not. And maybe they just did a movie together. Maybe that's why they haven't done another old school because they were supposed to do another old school too. I wonder what's behind it all. A lot of intrigue. Who's the common denominator? I'm just kidding. I love Will, Will. right? I love Will Ferrell, but... <laughs> me too. That just makes me sad because those are two people that I, I really like both of them. And one movie that I want a sequel to. I know. So Buddy and Jovi's baby's name, Susie, is visible on her hat at the end of the movie. And we can kind of come to the conclusion that she's named for Buddy's mother, Susan Wells. Susan Wells. Little Susie. I never thought of that. So that's fun. Fun little tidbit. So you mentioned part of this earlier, but all of the stop motion animated characters in the opening credits use Favreau's voice. He also provided the voice for the rabid raccoon that Buddy runs into while he's in Canada. (laughs) I would love to see the footage of him recording that. Me too. Some of the sets like Walter's apartment, Gimbal's toy department, and the jail cell uh, were built in an abandoned mental hospital in Vancouver. It was the same hospital where New Line shot Freddy versus Jason. Isn't that weird to think about? It is so weird. Like, first of all, how did they find that location? It was just like, oh, here's where we want to shoot our Christmas movie. (laughs) Well, I mean, if it was New Line, then they already knew. Yeah, maybe maybe they owned it. Or, you know, maybe somebody from the studio was like, oh, you're looking for a place. You can use this place. Yeah. I'd be like, uh, no big deal. <laughs> so there's a deleted scene that I watched today of a hockey game with the elves. Buddy's on the bench, but they bring him in and he just starts smoking all of the elves. <laughs> That's fun. Why didn't you show me? I will later. All right. After reading the script, Bob Newhart took such a liking to it that when he told his wife how wonderful it was with both the story and the role, he saw it as being a perennial movie like A Miracle on 34th Street, a movie that would play every Christmas season. Bob Newhart knew. He did know. Aw. That's great. Is it time for our favorite moments? Yeah. Who's going first? You can go. All right, my first one. The scene where Buddy is leaving the North Pole. I love that little walrus, and I love that he gets a little emotional (laughs) when he's waving goodbye. I love the penguin who consoles the walrus as he's upset, or is it a puffin? I can't tell. And I think there's a polar bear there as well. I guess it's the Arctic puffin, because that's what they said that Favs voiced. It's got to be the Arctic puffin. But the narwhal steals the show for me (laughs) when he says, Bye, buddy. Hope you find your dad. Thanks, Mr. Narwhal. (laughs) My number one is when Buddy meets the little girl, Carolyn, while he's waiting at the doctor's office in the waiting room. I love the exchange where she's like, your costume is pretty. And Buddy's like, oh, it's not a costume. I'm an elf. 
well, technically I'm a human, but I was raised by elves. And she's like, oh, I'm a human, raised by humans. I just love that, like, she just believes him and just goes with it. They're on the same page. Right. She's just so adorable. She is. It's a small moment, but it's really sweet. I like it. All right. Number two, the snowball fight scene. (laughs) When Buddy makes 50 snowballs in just a few seconds and then essentially has a machine gun for an arm. (laughs) Where he's just drilling these kids with the snowballs, just like, and then he's got his final shot right at the end, which is a great throw, even though it's CGI. Great throw. I love it. I love a good snowball fight. Yeah. Have you ever been in a snowball fight? Yeah, but not like an epic one. No. Just like a backyard one, you know, that was just with a couple of neighborhood friends, probably. I mean, same here. But yeah, I mean, not as aggressive as I imagine yours became. Yeah, I mean, I was trying to really drill somebody in the face with a snowball. Yeah, we were just having fun. Like frozen rope. Yeah, I know how you do. (laughs) I thought of you when Buddy (laughs) throws his last snowball. I respected that throw. (laughs) My second one, Buddy and Jovi's date. From the moment it starts, he says, wow, you look miraculous. (laughs) I love it. And then she just ever so coolly says, so do you. Like she's not even thrown off by the fact that he just said like that's not a normal thing people say to each other right except i want it to be you look miraculous i love that i'm gonna store that one away for our next date store it away and he takes her to do all the things that he did when he first got to the city and he's showing her all the different christmas trees amazed at their size and she realizes that he has never seen the tree of all trees but she takes him to see the tree at rockefeller center and he's like That's a big one. Yeah. (laughs) And then they go ice skating right there. And then he kisses her cheek and she's like, you missed. And she kisses him on the lips. All of that is just so so wholesome and sweet. Yes. I don't think I've ever seen that tree at Christmas time either. Have you? No, I've not been to New York, New York City at Christmas time. Me either. We need to make it happen. All right. Number three. When Jovi is singing, Baby, It's Cold Outside. While she's in the shower at work. So really I'd better scurry. Well, maybe just a half a drink more. The neighbors might think. Say, what's in this drink? I wish I knew how. And Buddy joins her. I mean, her voice obviously is just incredible. Yeah. I didn't fight you on this, but this is definitely one of my favorite moments, too. Oh, well, listen, by the time I got to these, you had most of yours filled in and this was not on there. So I took it. I was leaving it for you. Uh, I was going from three to two to one and that was going to be my one. Oh, that was your number one. It's okay. And my last one before HMs, the moment at the end when Santa needs for everyone to have more Christmas spirit and cheer to make his sleigh fly. And Jovi starts singing because she remembers what Buddy told her, which is the best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. So she starts singing Santa Claus is coming to town and all the people that are gathered around start to sing along with her. It's a great little moment. And all of a sudden, the sleigh flies over their heads and the spirit clausometer goes through the roof because everyone sees Santa in his sleigh. Santa Claus is coming to town. 
I get goosebumps and tear up every single time. I got goosebumps just writing it down and I have goosebumps now. (laughs) I like it, but I've got a caveat to this. Santa was sitting there telling Michael, or maybe it was Buddy, who was telling Michael that you can't just show people Santa. But yet, when did the clausometer fill up? Is that what it's called? Clausometer. Clausometer. Clausometer is what I want to call it. When did it fill up? When everybody saw Santa. Should I go back and say clausometer? No, no, no. It's two different ways to say the same thing. Okay. Clausometer. Yeah. Clausometer. Clausometer. That doesn't sound right. (laughs) Clausometer. But why did it fill up when everybody saw Santa? Because they believed. Then why can't you just go on TV like Michael said? Well, I think he's just saying that it takes away the element of like magic. Like the faith. It's confusing from a movie perspective when they're like, yeah, you don't want to show everybody Santa. And then you show everybody Santa and the clausometer fills up. It's like, well, who was wrong? You were wrong, buddy or Santa. You're going to get into like a big religious discussion here. (laughs) (laughs) That always goes over well. Remember when we (coughs) talked for like an hour about... Christian haunted houses. And yes. Had to cut it all out. It had to cut it all out. <laughs> it could have been like its own Patreon episode. Aww. All right. So my first HM, the fight scene with Buddy and the fake Santa. <laughs> I love when he tells him, you stink. I think you're going to have a good Christmas. All right. You smell like beef and cheese. You don't smell like Santa. And then you sit on a throne of lies. Look, I'm not kidding. You're a fake. I'm a fake. Yes. How'd you like to be dead? Huh? <laughs> and then they they just get to rumbling. There are so many one-liners in this movie that oh. are so quotable. Yes. Like, smiling's my favorite. Or, you know, I mean, there's so many. Oh. Make work your favorite. <laughs> <laughs> my first HM, uh, when Buddy is telling Walter that he has their whole day planned out. So, Dad, I plan out our whole day. First, we'll make snow angels for two hours, and then we'll go ice skating, and then we'll eat a whole roll of Toll House cookie dough as fast as we can, and then, to finish, we'll snuggle. And it flashes to the Etch-A-Sketch where there are these perfect block letters. It's just so great to think, like, uh, he's this elf that's been working in Santa's workshop, so he's just so good at building things and doing things and (laughs) making perfect block letters on an Etch-A-Sketch. on an Etch-A-Sketch, which is really difficult. Yeah, and I I mean, like, that would take me an eternity. I could never do it. I worked hard to draw semi-diagonal lines (laughs) where they would kind of be like the side of the pyramid. Yeah. I just, I mean, yeah, I feel like the main thing I would do is make like a staircase. Yes. (laughs) But I was trying to go straight, but just straight Diagon Alley. Diagon Alley. (laughs) (laughs) But also I love it because it sounds like a day that I would plan. Yes. Minus the ice skating. Well, yeah. I would probably take out the ice skating. Take out the ice skating, yeah. But everything else. Snuggle. I mean, snuggling, mm-hmm. Toll House cookies, mm-hmm. snow angels. Yes. I'm here for all of it. I want Toll House cookies tomorrow. Order it on Instacart. Take a note. <laughs> this is not an ad, but it oh, should be. It should be. <laughs> all right, my next one. When Walter and Buddy go to the doctor to do the paternity test, <laughs> Buddy is like a legitimate four-year-old while he's there. He is. It's so good. He is a bundle full of energy and nervousness who doesn't know what's coming. And then he gets pricked and he's all upset and all of that. But I love when he eats that cotton ball. (laughs) (laughs) And reportedly, his antics made James Caan break character and laugh a little bit. And it's on camera because he turns away. 
Oh, that's great. We have to go check it yes. out. Yes. My next HM, the dinner with the family. It starts with him telling them his story. You know, he went through the candy cane forest and all that stuff. Ooby gooby gumdrops. Yeah. <laughs> and also just when Walter and Emily walk through the door and you just see like the snowflake garland. I mean, he's just completely <laughs> taken over this apartment. He's done it right. <laughs> And so he's telling them their story, and then he chugs a two liter of Coke. <laughs> Did you find out that, like, if that was actually Coke? I don't know what else it would have been. Apparently, no, he did not drink that Coke. Oh, really? Yes. How do you know? A uh, Google search of at least 15 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> so it's definitive. <laughs> So that is the truth. That is our truth from now on. I like to think he did. So that's my truth. I feel like he did, too. He made it look like he really did. (laughs) Although if he puked from the spaghetti stuff, then maybe not. Yeah, that would be difficult. Maybe he has a weak stomach. There is a lot of carbonation attached to that. Like, how do you not stop to burp? Right. It was impressive, though. It was. Anyway, so then he asks for syrup for his spaghetti. And then he has some up his sleeve. And Emily is like, you like sugar, don't you? And he's like, is sugar in syrup? (laughs) Then yes. (laughs) Then yes. And then he's like. We elves try to stick to the four main food groups. Candy, candy canes, candy corns, and syrup. (laughs) (laughs) It's just exactly what you hope that elves are like. You know, like you hope that that's what they eat all the time. Right. Only sugar. Yeah. So my final one, the tickle fight in bed with <laughs> Buddy and Walter. So Walter is so serious when he's going to give him a hug and Buddy is having none of it. It's time for a tickle fight. The scene is fun, but then reportedly <laughs> in real life, Will would not stop tickling James Con, And I'm not sure that James Con overly enjoyed it. Yeah, I feel like I remember hearing that it was kind of pissing him off a little bit. <laughs> yeah, which is fun. <laughs> yeah. That cracks me up that he's yep. just like, and <laughs> <laughs> but I'll never watch it without thinking about the fact that it ticked him off. Right. So now you're welcome. You all will probably think the same thing yeah. <laughs> if you didn't already. My last HM, I love when Michael, Buddy's little brother, goes up to the news anchor to read off Santa's list. And just the way that it flashes to every person as he's reading their name and what they want for Christmas and to see their shocked reaction, it gives me chills. Like every single one gives me chills. Um, Even like the guy in the bar, you know, and they're all looking at him. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But especially when we see Carolyn again, the girl that Betty had met at the doctor's office, because she told him that she wanted a Susie Talks a lot. And that was in the book. And she's like, thanks, buddy. You just see her sitting in her bed watching the TV. Thanks, buddy. So sweet. She's so precious. And when Charlotte, the news anchor, is kind of making fun of it a little bit, um, Michael's like, what's your name? And then he looks it up and he's like, Charlotte Denon wants a Tiffany engagement ring and for her boyfriend to stop dragging his feet in committal. Oh. <laughs> her face. <laughs> and the the crowd reaction, yeah. too, is hilarious. But then how the spirit clausometer, as you said, goes up after that is just great because it's like she is like oh this might be real oh she knows at that point she's like oh my god this is real right like i didn't tell anybody right yeah (laughs) i love it so we've done elf we did it good job i'm always gonna love this movie 
Yeah, this is a classic for all time for me. I was saying to you, I feel like most years, like since this has come out, I think that it's the first Christmas movie that I watch every year. Yeah. This to me is one of the more rewatchable Christmas movies as far as being one of the first that I want to watch when it hits Christmas season. I want to watch it a few times during the season. too. Yes, absolutely. It's very quotable and it makes you laugh every time. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, it has the heartwarming moments, great musical moments. Yes. And speaking of, yeah, because this movie has some great musical moments, like the singing of Baby It's Cold Outside in the shower and in the end when everyone's singing Santa Claus is Coming to Town, I was wondering if there are any other great musical moments from Christmas movies that really stand out to you that like make this scene. Right. So thinking about it, White Christmas. Yeah. When they're on the train. And we get the the snow, 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 snow. snow. It won't be long before we'll all be there with snow, snow, snow. I love Bing in this scene. And he's like, with the snow covered slopes, the skiing, the Christianas and the stemming and the plotzing and the shushing, hot buttered rum, light on the butter. And then they get into the song. Uh, oh, I just love that scene. <laughs> I love that movie so much. We haven't watched it yet this year and I we can't haven't. wait. It is so Christmas to me. Oh, I just can't stop with it. <laughs> also, just tacking onto that really quick because yes. we only chose two with one HM and neither of us mentioned this, but the end when it finally snows. Yes. And they open the door in the back and they're singing White Christmas and it's actually snowing. I feel like I'm so exhausted at that point from that movie. Like, there's so much Christmas that is punching me in the face. I'm just exhausted at that point. I can't even remember White Christmas at the end. (laughs) I remember. (laughs) Brings a tear to my eye. Yeah. Okay, my first one is maybe one that people wouldn't think of, but the opening scene in Serendipity, which is one of my all-time favorite movies, and... I think it's considered a Christmas movie. It's set at Christmas. But Cool Yule by Louis Armstrong is playing. I'm going to Island to the Sunset Strip. Somebody's going to make a happy trip tonight. While the moon is bright. He's going to have a bag of crazy toys. And it's just we're seeing all the different scenes around New York City. And then it goes into Bloomingdale's. And that's where we first meet Jonathan and Sarah. And they're trying to buy the same pair of black cashmere gloves. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just, every time I hear that song at the beginning of that movie, it just makes me happy. And I love it. Do you remember when we went into Bloomingdale's and tried to find our own cashmere gloves? I do. (laughs) (laughs) And do you remember also when we went to... Serendipity. serendipity and we didn't get in because the line was enormous it was insane i know yes. one day the only serendipity i've been to is the one in vegas but it looks the same no i don't oh. think so i mean maybe there are some elements that are the same but it's vegas you know but i did have a big frozen hot chocolate i wish we would have stood in line there in new york city because it actually did move and we gave up too early i think I agree. We had just done so much walking that day. And I felt because we were with 
um, your sister and our brother-in-law, and, and it just felt like I it didn't. It's been a while. It, it was a me thing. Yeah. And I didn't want to make them stand there. Right. For something that I wanted to do. It could have been an inconvenience to them. Yeah. So when we go back. We'll go back and we'll do it ourselves. That's right. All right. My second one. A Christmas story. We wish you a Merry Christmas right at the end of the film. But the lead up to that song, when you see Ralphie and Randy laying in their beds, you see the snow falling and the light that's coming through their windows, obscured by the snow and they're holding on to their toys. That, to me, is Christmas night magical absolutely magical like i had those nights where i was falling asleep and i could see out the window and snow was falling and i had this very special toy laying next to me in bed (laughs) oh it doesn't get any better next up for me is one more sleep till christmas in muppet's christmas carol there's magic in the air this evening magic in the air The world is at her best, you know, when people love and care. The promise of excitement is one the night will keep. After all, there's only one more sleep till Christmas. Really? Kermit the Frog talking about magic in the air? Need I say more? That's it. And now I just want to go watch the whole thing. I watched a little clip of it today just because I was going through all the different, you know, just trying to pick my picks. (laughs) <laughs> well, it's like one of my two favorite versions of that story. I yeah. love Scrooged and mm-hmm. I love the Muppets version of it as well. Yep. Speaking of, from Scrooged, put a little love in your heart from the very end of that movie. All the feels. That is one of my most favorite Christmas movies. It's a little dark. It's a little violent at times. But I just love that movie. We'll talk about this more because we're actually going to cover it. Yeah. I'm not sure yet if it'll be on our Patreon or a regular episode. But the way that Bill Murray ends up like, you know, he's talking to the audience as far as like people that were watching their show, their special Mm -hmm. that they had within the movie. But then it's like he's talking to the audience. Yeah. As the song's going and the movie plays out. Like in the people end. in the movie theater. Yes. Yeah. It's such a moment. It is. And so we've, we've got some questions. We've got some outstanding questions that we want to know that we're going to save for the Scrooged episode. That's so right. come back to it when you see it. Stay tuned. Yes. And last for me, Macaulay Culkin lip syncing to White Christmas by the Drifters. <laughs> While he's getting ready, the whole shaving scene, it's just iconic. It is. And you can't help but while you're watching it, like singing along and he's just like grooving to the music and taking his time. He's acting like a proper adult. I can remember that shaving scene from the first time that I watched this movie. Yeah, me too. And how much it made me laugh. Mm -hmm. But I didn't really know why. Because I had never taken alcohol and put it on my newly shaven face. (laughs) Right. So it was like that time that I saw it. And then the first time that I actually did that. And I was just like. "Ah!" (laughs) (laughs) Because it hurt. (laughs) To me, it makes me think of like 
when I've shaved my legs yeah. before being at the beach. And then you go down on the beach and you walk into the ocean. Oh, man. That water hits those freshly shaven legs and it hurts. What's the noise that you make? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's it for this one. Keep enjoying your holiday season. Grab your pasta. Grab your M&Ms. Grab your syrup. Your Pop-Tarts. Your Pop-Tarts. All of it. Crunch it together. Put it on your plate. And try not to throw up. Wash it down with a full bottle of Coca-Cola. A full bottle. And Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. So if you're not already following us on Instagram, you can find us at We Don't Want to Grow Up Pod. You can join our Facebook group, which has changed names. It is now called The Cozy Club dash Fans of We Don't Want to Grow Up. We're slowly growing over there. We have some great mods, Joanna and Stephanie, that are helping us out, starting conversations. So come over there. It's a good time. We're on TikTok at We Don't Want to Grow Up. You can email us at We Don't Want to Grow Up at gmail.com. If you'd like to help support the podcast and all of our other endeavors, you can become a member of our Patreon, which you can find at patreon.com slash We Don't Want to Grow Up. There you can gain access to bonus episodes and soon to be extra content. Another way you can support us is by giving us a five-star rating if you listen on Apple Podcast and leaving us a nice review. You may listen on other platforms and maybe there's another way that you could rate us or review us there. So if there is, please do so. Those numbers do matter. So if you could do that, we would really appreciate it. Also, you could help spread the word by sharing about it with your friends and family and on your social media platforms with your followers. 